0: You go. I'm starting now. This is it. This is episode. Pause. 299. Episode 299 of No Laugh Track Podcast. This is Justin Severson, the host. We are here at Acme Comedy Company because why would it be, be anywhere else? This is Acme's podcast for his third appearance. He's here with me today, Jay Z. Wow. Yeah. The,
1: the original Jay-Z.
0: The original Jay-Z. Joey Z, as I normally call you. Sure. Has anyone ever called you Joey Z?
1: Uh maybe ninth grade soccer. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm going to be laughing a lot today uh, thanks to Joe Zimmerman, who is the, I believe is your third time with me here on this yeah. podcast. Thank you for coming over today to do
1: this. My pleasure. I was here, yeah, I was here 2015, the summer, 2017, the winter, and back now in the summer.
0: Yeah. Or the spring. Yeah. Whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it. This is definitely the best uh, weather you've experienced, oh, I Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Joey Z, <laughs> yeah.
1: In ninth grade, my uh, high school soccer nickname was Joey Z and the Sloth. What? <laughs> because I, I actually had a good sprint time. I'll have you know. Mm-hmm. But my movements look slow, and I probably talk slow. <laughs> and okay. I just have sloth like, sloth like uh, behavior. Okay. I finally met a sloth two weeks ago at the Cincinnati Zoo. I got to meet a sloth in person, petted a sloth. You. A sweet, sweet
0: sloth. Did you climb up the tree to get that close? Or?
1: They had a little, little, uh, little uh, VIP visiting area with a sloth, and
0: you—you—you uh, you, you paid for the meet and greet.
1: I—I I got it free. I had a hookup. Nice. Yeah. And uh, sloth, coarse, coarse, wiry hair—not—not not the softness that you'd think.
0: No, not wouldn't make a good uh, scarf.
1: But he was sweet. He—he he just. Stared right at me. I thought we had a moment, uh-huh. but then I, when I moved, he was still just staring in that direction. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I had a thing, but my favorite moment of the Cincinnati Zoo was driving home uh-huh. in the lift back to the hotel, and the lift driver said, "How was how is the Cincinnati Zoo?" And I was like, "I got to meet a sloth. I never thought I'd get to pet a sloth." And he goes, "I never thought I'd get to meet somebody who petted a sloth." He's <laughs> like, "Wow, we got a real." Real, uh, real <laughs> you know, fun, fun Lyft driver. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, do you remember the, uh, did you ever watch Married with Children as way a, back?
1: As a young teenager, I did. Yeah. yeah.
0: Do you remember? I'm going to get it probably partly wrong here because uh, I often do when I try to pull something from memory. But there was an episode of that where they went, the family on Married with Children went on vacation. And the big, it was to some small town and the big, uh, the big gathering in that town that weekend was they were going to go meet the man who met the man who met Jim Neighbors or something like that. Oh, nice. (laughs) Meet the man who met the man. Yeah.
1: (laughs) That's awesome. That is perfect. That is the story of a lot of our lives.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Just trying
1: to hear stories, secondhand stories.
0: You know, what you just said about that, uh, the driver after the Cincinnati Zoo? Yeah, I remember it. I just said it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, just, I'm just testing your short-term memory. Yeah, what I'm, we're still, doing I'm we're, still with it. We're going to keep doing that. Every, <laughs> every two minutes, I'm going to recall something. My brain, so
1: far, my brain seems to be working. <laughs>
0: That's weird. Well, let's see if you remember this, Smarty. Uh-huh. You had a tweet. I don't remember when this is from, but I wrote it down here. It says, help me think of a believable fake job to tell Lyft and Uber drivers when pressed. Oh, yes. Yes. Um, and I um, want Want to know how that is? I believe it was from like last fall. I went pretty back far, back pretty far. From and I've one.
1: done. I went undercover, investigative, Please testing tell. out different. I've tested out different fake jobs to tell Uber and Lyft drivers. Okay. If I was feeling like I didn't want to have a big conversation. Like sometimes I'll be in a lift and I'm feeling fine, and they'll say, "Hey, what brings you to town? What do you do?" And I'll be like, "All right, I I do comedy. I'm doing Acme this week," and then they'll be, you know, they'll be like, "Ooh, comedy!" and they'll want to know a lot about it. Yeah. And then that's a twenty-minute conversation all the way to the hotel. Other times you're just tired and you don't want to be interviewed during your lift drive. Right. And so somebody said. One fake job you could say that'll have no follow up questions is, uh, uh, insurance salesman. Sometimes appliances. Okay. And I was like, "All right, I'll try that out." Yeah. The first time I said that. Oh, here we go. No, no, they said pharmaceutical sales. Sometimes appliances. Oh. And I said, "Okay, yeah, that that they wouldn't probably have much to follow up because you're sales, you know, they don't want to buy something." Right. So I arrived in the Midwest, New York lift drivers don't talk to you but you arrive in the midwest and it's like hey i'm larry i'm retired i'm just here to chat mm-hmm. i'm doing this for fun <laughs> right and you're like oh larry
0: i've been with that guy you're right.
1: I, I have 30 miles to get to my destination i'm just trying to to do this for my job to get places
0: larry i just avoided someone for three hours on a plane yeah come on
1: but it's part of the job as a professional traveler is to end up having conversations sometimes with lift drivers. Mm -hmm. And, uh, part of me feels like, Oh, you should just do it. But another part of me is like, no, I've never once talked to them ever again. So like, I don't know. It just feels too transactional.
0: Yeah. Anyway,
1: but some people are friendly and like to chat and that's fine. Anyway, pharmaceutical sales. Uh, and he goes, the first time I said it, Midwest, he goes, oh, I'm in the market for a fridge. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of fridges you got? I'm like, uh oh, you know, electric. We do electric. You didn't
0: say electric. <laughs>
1: I did. I was stunned. <laughs> I was like, I was, I was just like, oh, yeah, I just laughed. I was like, ha bulk we do, you know, it's a bulk company. Um, But I was stunned. Yeah. Um, And so I came up with the perfect answer. If you ever need. Didn't have no follow-up questions. Mm -hmm. My good friend in Morgantown, West Virginia, where I grew up, I I overheard him say he works for a company that does accounts payable for various clients, and the room just shut down. (laughs) There was just nothing you could say to follow up to that. It's the most bland answer.
0: (laughs) It really is.
1: And it just—it's just a huge turnoff. <laughs> and I said, "Can I use that, Ryan?" And he was like, "Oh yeah, I hate my job. I'd love for my job to help somebody else." <laughs> <laughs> and so I've tried that ever since. A few times that I didn't want to talk. Yeah. What do you do? I work for a company that does accounts payable for various clients, and they're huh.
0: Various and clients.
1: No more. No more follow-ups ever. <laughs> That that has always worked. Accounts payable for various
0: clients. Various clients. Have you ever considered uh, when you do, if you are, you know, in more of a chatty mood, and you do say what you really do? Oh yeah, stand up comedy. But then switch it up, like oh, because I assume that they go, oh, what kind of comedy do you do? Or, what kind of comed- comedian are you? Which is a really weird, or
1: what? Yeah, well, standard Lyft driver either says,
0: oh, are you like s or they'll like the one guy I've heard of.
1: The I feel like it's one of three things. They'll be like, "Oh, I got some jokes," and they'll they'll actually want to tell you some jokes. Yes. Which I actually don't mind. I like hearing street jokes. Yeah, yeah. That's probably my preferred thing. Uh-huh. I'll tell you some jokes. All right, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Entertain me. Yeah. <laughs> and uh I agree. Uh the other one'll be, "Oh, what how'd you get into that?" which is a harder thing to answer in a lift
0: right yeah you know what take the long way this is gonna be this is quite a story
1: (laughs) how'd you get into that and then the third one is yeah they'll name some comedians that they like and then ask me you know if i'm like you know if you like kevin hart yeah if i'm like kevin hart if i'm like chris rock have i met jerry seinfeld um but then the worst the fourth the worst is oh like do you know do some of your act for me, obviously that 's the worst mm-hmm. if they want you to do jokes for them
0: yeah, I can only imagine
1: and you have to be like uh it it doesn 't really work in a lift drive situation it 's more for an audience I
0: need a microphone can 't do this without a microphone. Do you have a microphone in this car and if you if you do, I will be happy to perform
1: but I have yet to find yeah that 's a good question because somebody gave me I know the job now accounts payable for six I have yet to hear a comedian have a good answer to when somebody says, "Oh, do do something funny or tell me one of your jokes." Every, there's no good answer to that. Every comedian is kind of like, "Oh, you have to be at the show." Yeah. Or I
0: got to be in the right mood. Or I you're just
1: be... or we're just or we but we just always seem like a dick. Uh-huh. Essentially, oh, <laughs> like whatever we say, it seems like we're being a dick. Yeah. And so there's no I haven't figured out the answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Well, that is why I jeez, I don't think I've ever, you know, uh, 299 episodes of this podcast. I don't think I've ever gone and, you know, cornered my guest with something like that. Like, hey, so what is your stuff? You know, what do you do to make people laugh? Like, ugh. no word.
1: Uh, yeah, no, but it's a typical, like even it's a t- typical question on radio is like, so what is your comedy like or morning, morning TV? And it's um, hard to describe your comedy,
0: well, your own comedy. Yeah. Can I, can I tell you something, Joe, as somebody <laughs> who worked on those, on one of those morning shows yeah. and I had a coworker that would do that sometimes. Like if a comedian came in to do their little 10, 15 minute segment yeah. and it wasn't going as well as this person was hoping that it would, Sure. my coworker would basically go, why don't you go ahead and do some of your material? I was like, no, 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 no. Yeah. just say it. Go ahead and do some of your material. So what do you do to make people laugh? How do you, how you out there making people laugh? Like, no, 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 don't. Well. It's just uh
1: yeah, It's one of those questions. It's a good question to ask if you want to stump a comedian. <laughs>
0: right. Right, right.
1: If you want to stump a comedian, ask them to do their material.
0: Yes. Yes, yes, yes. All right, let's move on here. I was at the show last night. We spoke briefly before uh the show last night. Yeah. Uh thank you for coming out. For sure. It was great. I'm uh very glad I did. You I got to see Ali Sultan again, which mm-hmm. I he's I told you actually when we spoke real briefly before the show started and I said, I'm on a streak of like seeing him four times in a row, probably being the host. Yeah. Uh, I went home last night, told my wife that he was working again and she's like, Oh, is it the same? I go, no, I think he did all like, I, so, Ali, yeah. if you're listening to this, Yeah, he's great. I'm impressed that you're like just that. You know, your small part of the show, the smallest, I guess it's not small. You know what I'm saying? But the fact that he's doing new material, like, yeah. and I was just like maybe three weeks ago, a month ago, I saw him. Very impressive mm-hmm. to me. And Greg Coleman was doing new stuff, too, hilarious, super funny, super duper funny. And then of course Joe comes out and kills it.
1: Oh, thank you. Yeah, that was a fun show last night. Uh, <laughs> got to talk about the got to talk about the Minneapolis raccoon. <laughs>
0: yes. <laughs> I, how do, will you have more NPR raccoon material this evening or so. the weekend? I,
1: I just dipped my toes in the water last night, and the crowd was like, "Yes, we want to hear more <laughs> yeah, about yeah, the NPR yeah. raccoon." I was like, "All right, yeah. I guess I guess I'll keep digging into the NPR raccoon."
0: Not that was the biggest event in the Twin Cities since the Super Bowl. Yeah, was the raccoon on, I believe on Tuesday? It. Yeah,
1: I mean it was international news. I mean, I know somebody in uh, in Sweden went and knew it that knows about it. It's like on the Swedish news. Yeah, yeah, it's just in the it's just international news. It's really- international. When something goes viral, it just keeps going more viral.
0: Yeah, it's weird, and then it gives. People a chance to analyze why it went viral because that's what I was watching this morning is people analyzing why it went viral. I
1: actually want to hear that analysis because I had that same question. I was stumped as to why this particular thing would catch fire. Yeah, and I was I watched some of the videos, and I, I could, the only thing I can assu- can guess is that it went viral because that it was silly because it was so silly that it was going viral that people kept being like, how is this going viral? And that was what was driving it. It It's like, it's a raccoon climbing a building. Why are people so into it? And then we watch and we're like, yeah, why are people so into it?
0: I think you're probably right. But it could be just that silly.
1: But there are but then there were enough people that were genuinely invested in the raccoon's life.
0: Oh, I saw a video this morning of the it was a you know like a reaction video of people watching the animal finally get to the top of the building and these women were like almost in tears. They were so happy. I know. <laughs> oh my god. I know and
1: that raccoon is so world famous, I was shocked that they just immediately released it back into a residential neighborhood. in Shakopee, I, it's... you're missing out on—Minnesota is missing out on millions of new dollars in revenue. I know! <laughs> for people visiting the NPR raccoon mm-hmm. in a nice little his nice little habitat. That's a free zoo animal.
0: Oh, you get that thing next time the twins are in town, you get that thing out throwing the first pitch. That would get...
1: have—the w- NPR raccoon would have— tripled the zoo uh foot traffic in 2019
0: if if the raccoon appeared here at acme and asked you for a guest set would you oblige
1: oh yeah yeah yeah. i mean if if the raccoon's handler (laughs) if we're being more realistic if the raccoon's handler was like hey um npr raccoon's here we just want to put him on stage for a little bit he's gonna he's gonna like gerbil into the microphone what what sounds do gerbils make he's gonna he's gonna bark into the microphone we'll just give him a little five minutes to sort of bark i would be like we have
0: a tiny we have a tiny building it's gonna climb
1: because we're writing a book we're trying to publicize a new book about him that's coming out and uh i'd be like yeah put him up here and i would tweet it out yeah and there would be standing room only Uh uh-huh I mean, there was so many dollars missed out. I wonder if it's not. Is it not legal to capitalize on a building raccoon? <laughs> I don't Why know. is Minneapolis not capitalizing?
0: Hey, St. Paul. That was St. Paul's raccoon, not Minneapolis. Is there a
1: division between St. Paul and Minneapolis that I need to be aware of?
0: Uh, yeah. There's a, is there a I rivalry? Mean, besides that, there's a river between the two. Is but there the- a rivalry?
1: <laughs> yes. What is the rivalry? Yes! This is the- Minnesota's known for being nice. Can't you guys be- include each other?
0: Well, we are forced to because by the close vicinity, but oh, yeah, there's a rivalry between Minneapolis and St. Paul.
1: What, wait, what? Tell me one thing that St. Paul is known for that Minneapolis is not known for
0: uh, and vice versa. The, the state capital is in St. Paul. The Minnesota State Fair is in St. Paul.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Uh huh. The, the uh, governor's mansion is in St. Paul. Okay. I, I live... Okay. I, I live in St. Paul. That,
1: that, so you live in St. Paul. Is somebody, when somebody says... Acme's in Minneapolis. When somebody says, oh, you're from Minneapolis, in your head, you're like, St. Paul.
0: Joe, <laughs> I work... One of, my, uh, one of my other part-time jobs is I work at the uh, XL Energy Center, uh-huh. which is in St. Paul. That's where our yeah. Minnesota Wild play. Yeah. There's a lot of concerts there. I uh-huh. work a lot of those concerts. Yeah. If... Um, whoever Paula Abdul comes out and says "Thank you Minneapolis" uh, and yeah. the show's in St. Paul it, it doesn't go over well. People will tweet about it, people will go will groan, people closer to the stage will shout it out and try and correct whoever
1: No, I get that. When I went to Davidson College, which is 20 miles north of Charlotte, I want to say John Mayer came to Davidson and was like, "What's up, Charlotte?" and it's just 1500 davidson college students that are 20 who have never been to charlotte see (laughs) we're 20 miles north yeah and we're just like uh that's that's not here (laughs) so i get that but but tell me this as a visitor tell me the difference tell me the difference in culture between minneapolis
0: you're gonna have more fun in minneapolis
1: okay but well like there's no personality differences like people are nicer in minneapolis and meaner in st paul
0: Mm. I would, you know, the St. Paul's smaller. His, I, I would people describe St. Paul as like a the, the, a small big town, a, the biggest small town. Okay, one or, one of those. Two. So if
1: I talk about the NPR raccoon, I should say St. Paul, please. Okay, got it, got it, <laughs> got it. Now I know. I'm glad we clarified.
0: Yeah. Uh huh. St. Paul's got a population is much bigger downtown is much bigger Mm -hmm. Uh, you know way more nightlife
1: well this is good enough because people list when you I hear people say Minneapolis St. Paul in in one sentence yeah so you think of that as a combined identity yeah but I guess you don't feel that.
0: N- not, not not always. No, not, not always. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh huh. But did you do anything fun last night after the after the show? What do you do on a Wednesday night after the show's done? Oh, oh,
1: I get crazy, Justin. Yeah. I I go home. I I uh, I see what's what's planned on Netflix. Um, no, I actually I actually went to the freehouse. The freehouse oh. and had a had a stout a stout drink, a Guinness or not the the local stout with a friend.
0: Oh okay. Yeah, it was
1: great. Nice. I had a nice little time out outside. It was it's beautiful outside.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then today you did a little sightseeing of Minneapolis. We don't Wh- have a we don't have that fancy art museum that you went to today.
1: I went to the Walker museum. Yeah. And uh Played uh, played mini golf on the roof in the art, and uh, yeah, visited the galleries. The um, cool cool gallery. There was one piece that was uh, had a Mel Gibson photo on it. What? Yeah, it's called the Huffy Howler. Was the name of that installment? Okay, the Huffy Howler with a photo of Mel Gibson. Um, yeah, the Walker Museum it was cool. It was
0: when very you cool. play mini golf, were you by yourself?
1: Played I I was with a friend.
0: You were with a friend. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was gonna. I was just gonna. Because I was thinking, if you're by yourself, you <laughs> it would
1: be really sad to go play mini golf by myself. <laughs> <laughs> just hey, like, surrounded by other people who are in groups of people, and I'm alone. <laughs> just like, can I? Do you mind if I play through, you guys? I'm moving. I'm, I'm moving a little quicker than this than you guys, since you're a family of four who loves each other
0: can i play through
1: yeah. i'm here alone
0: you guys are taking way too long
1: and i'm playing very well yeah,
0: right.
1: i just i just destroy i just got a hole in one on the andy warhol boxes one
0: did you say andy war warhol warhol
1: yeah in one there was an andy warhol hole I, I don't even know if they meant to do that wordplay or not. I, I, they must have.
0: I hope so. I hope so. Uh, you know, so before we started recording, um, I told you that I listened back to your previous, uh, the most recent episode when you were here. Yeah,
1: the February. one the one we did in February.
0: And you asked me if there's anything I was going to bring, or you said, uh, what did we talk about? Are you going to bring anything up? And I'm looking at my notes here. There is one thing. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> uh, only because something happened to me recently, where I have now have s- sort of an experience about this doomsday preppers.
1: Oh yeah, Do you remember
0: we... we were talking about that? And you... uh,
1: I don't remember what we said. Well, no,
0: but yeah, it, it, it was but... something that you were had been talking about at the time. Yeah, right, totally researching of,
1: because of um, yeah, because of Kim Jong Un and living in New York City, and uh, yeah, I was having more and more fear. You know, I, that's a fun. That's a recurring daydream for me since I was a kid, really, is if you hear that a nuke is traveling toward your city, what is your next step? That's always been a fantasy of mine. Do you hop on a bicycle and head for a bridge? Do you get in a car? Do you head for the basement and just park it there? Yeah. And uh, I've decided in my fantasy, in my daydream survival, that I would grab the backpack which I got off Amazon.com, which is a survival backpack. Yeah. Good for Sold
0: as a survival backpack. Yeah,
1: it's camouflage. <laughs> Good. Um I would, I would grab my survival backpack and hop on my bike and just start biking. And I don't, I don't know how far I would get, but that way I'd be able to weave through traffic jams. Ah. That's my thought. Okay. So, but then people laugh at me. They're like, you're not going to out-bike a nuke. <laughs> but I'm like, well, I don't know. I feel like that's my best shot.
0: Has anyone tried?
1: I, it's. I feel like I have a better shot of getting in a than getting in a car because mm-hmm. you're stuck in traffic. Oh no doubt. People would say no, just go to the basement, but that just seems boring and
0: sad. We're we're, we're not talking about a tornado. I
1: don't want to be in a basement. <laughs> <laughs> I want to die. I want to die bicycling.
0: <laughs> Do you, does the place you live in in New York have a basement?
1: Not really. No, no. we have a laundry room. <laughs>
0: the laundry. I room. would
1: just be in a room with laundry. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, the reason why this is fresh, uh, why this is something I wanted to bring up is I, uh, in my house, we don't have doomsday uh, supplies. You sure. Know? I didn't 12 years ago, 18 years ago, 19 years ago, I didn't 10 years ago, I don't today. Yeah. Right? There's no extra water or extra beans or whatever. I was in a house recently, in the last two weeks, um, doing some work, and all of a sudden, came around the corner to their pantry in the basement with these giant containers of freeze-dried beef and freeze-dried chicken and big pallets with uh you know canned corn and canned beans and all of this stuff and bottled water and i thought oh my god they there are people still doing this oh yeah yeah
1: well there are people that are full out obsessed with it yeah they shape their lives around when their lives are gonna end as we know it yeah and they're gonna live in their little
0: bunker it's i don't know i guess it's just so out of my mind that when it was brought to my attention again like by seeing this firsthand i'm like what i What do you know that I don't know? Should I be more worried? I think just... Why are you still... Because I saw the labels on the stuff, and some of them were from, like, (laughs) 2007. It was, like, sprouting seeds, 2007. And I'm thinking, what... Is there a... Do you ever just, like, all right, now we might might as well just use them. (laughs) Yeah. We're not in danger anymore. I might as well use the canned tomatoes.
1: I think just, you know, 5%, 10% of humans are... Their mind is... You know, because survival is a human instinct, or an evolutionary instinct, their minds are literally obsessed with survival. And since there's no current threats to our lives at the moment, they're still just like, "Well, what could be the threat?" And then they prepare for that. Yeah,
0: what could be? Oh. I, I
1: remember a guy, well, well a guy telling me uh, he's like, "You got, you got chickens." I was like, "No." He was like, "That's the key. You gotta get chickens." For you know, once when things go south, because you, then you, they lay eggs, you're good. Mm-hmm. Like how many, how how many eggs are you gonna eat to survive the apocalypse? How many chickens are laying constant eggs? Anyway, now you got to take chick, care of chickens. It's not an apocalypse, and now you just got chickens.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've seen how that plays out on an episode of Survivor. Oh, the nice TV show, Survivor. Yeah. I used to watch that. I remember they gave one of the. uh one of the tribes a chicken mm-hmm. uh during one of the seasons i watched and then it was like the people they couldn't even agree on we just keep this and just eat the eggs or i'm so fucking hungry screw the eggs we're cutting the head off and eating a, and eating the meat
1: yeah that, i feel like that's that idea is going to go south real quick as soon as you just have that craving for
0: and, and seriously on the episode of survivor like uh one of the tribe members like snuck behind everybody else's back and took it out of the cage it we're eating chicken. Are you serious? No more eggs. We're Eating chicken. I feel like the producers told him to do that. I. What do you mean? That stuff's all real. The pro- <laughs> do they even producers? What are you <laughs> talking about? Some of. Have... That's real. That's. They don't even know the cameras are there, Joe.
1: Oh, that was definitely a plant. <laughs> that, of course. Well, well it probably was, was. I mean, that's that's my theory. Yeah,
0: it probably was. It entertained me quite a bit.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But I also don't watch uh, Survivor anymore. Um, World Cup. You, you, Joey Z played soccer when oh, he was a yeah, kid. Do yeah. you give a shit about the World Cup going on right now?
1: I actually was recently asked to be in a pool to bet twenty dollars to be in a pool, and I haven't researched yet who to select, so I don't know much about it. But I oh. need to do my research because oh. I do have twenty dollars riding on it already.
0: Did you pick, or how did did you get to pick who you, or was it random? Because I, it started this morning. Oh. So if you you missed out if you were supposed to pick your team.
1: All right, so I missed out. <laughs> I apparently they randomly picked for me.
0: Okay, um, I always miss out on the pools. Do Do you know if you got Saudi Arabia? Because I think I watched them play this morning and it was awful. Yeah. In fact, started. I went on Twitter and people were going, "What level is Saudi Arabia's ta- Saudi Arabia's talent? High school, college? You know? Like what was the score? Who they play? League? It was two nothing, like twenty minutes in. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I needed to prep for the podcast. I stopped watching. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. But it was, uh, they were getting beat by the home. Uh, well, how's,
1: how's the USA looking this year?
0: <laughs> how are we looking? <laughs> they, they don't have, they didn't qualify. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, I, I barely did either.
1: The U.S. didn't qualify? Correct For the World Cup? Correct. How, how does that ever happen?
0: I, I've, I've only started uh, becoming a soccer fan in the last couple of years since we got a major league team here. So I, I how, don't know. How embarrassing for us. Thankfully, we're not hosting the United States. That I mean, the
1: United worst. States is a pretty big nation. True, and we couldn't qualify. What are there? Ninety teams?
0: Uh, sure, we'll go with that. I don't know.
1: Forty, yeah. eighty. We have got to step up our game. Yeah, I know. We're like the opposite of basketball,
0: right? Soc- right, right. For soccer, right? Yeah, <laughs> the dream team is not <laughs> is a different meaning in, in yeah. uh, soccer. We're
1: the the U.S. is the Saudi Arabia of soccer. I think so. Wait, Saudi Arabia qualified.
0: Yeah, and we didn't. Yeah, so don't. Yeah,
1: and we're making fun of Saudi Arabia. (laughs) Yeah,
0: what am I talking about? We need
1: to be making fun of ourselves. (laughs) That's true. Saudi Arabia was. They're pointing fingers at us. Yeah,
0: (laughs) you're right. You're right. I'm embarrassed to be a fan. (laughs) Mm Hmm. Were you? uh, We've talked in past episodes about your love affair and tight friendship with Steph Curry. Oh.
1: Yeah, close personal friend, close Steph Curry, personal
0: friend. For people that haven't heard, you did tell me on the podcast last time that you've met Steph Curry. That's right, of the Golden State Warriors. Yeah. you guys went to the same college, mm-hmm. and you what, what did you say? You had dinner. You guys went out and had dinner with some people. We
1: had dinner together. That True is amazing. Story. My my favorite person in the world. I suddenly was sitting face to face with, having dinner. It was what a what a delightful, bizarre, surreal experience. Yeah,
0: and then once again. If I remember all this correctly, but then you grew up in uh West Virginia, which because of uh, proximity you became Cleveland sports fan kind yes, of correct? Yes, so
1: it's very confusing. And yes, I did just get to see them match up. Again. Again for the fourth straight year. I was sad this I I always root for stuff, but it was too lopsided this year. Way too lopsided. I mean, I felt bad for LeBron. He he just had no shot. It was LeBron versus An amazing basketball team, yeah, and it was just LeBron, yeah. Um, But it's funny because every morning I woke up this year to sports radio, and the the goat debate, greatest of all time debate, Mm -hmm. was just raging. Just people calling in, angry, defending Michael Jordan. You kidding me? (laughs) You Michael Jordan? Quit. They let him play baseball. That's how good he was. Mm-hmm. It's like, I I think they would let LeBron pay, play baseball.
0: Uh-huh. Uh, I think they would let him play, too.
1: But I just don't like, I don't understand why we have to compare different eras, you know? It'd be like, oh, if you see some beautiful shooting star shoot across the night sky, you're like, oh, that was amazing. And then some guy behind you is like, not as good as the one in 86. And you're like, what? C- can't I just enjoy this shooting star?
0: It's because of the word best. If there greatest is if there weren't words like greatest and best, but when one generation says it, it's inevitable. The w- the older one is going to be like whoa 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 uh uh yeah no, my guy you weren't around so how the hell would you know it's true yeah yeah because um... I will admit uh, I I watched some of that game four, the -hmm. final game. Yeah. Boring, blowout. And I started, and I even tweeted out something, which I never about basketball, but I did about, like, uh, it was a a rip on LeBron. Yeah. So I'm one of the people, Joe. I (laughs) said, uh, Jordan never got swept in the finals. I mean, he never even lost in the finals, let alone got swept in the finals.
1: Well, you should... Take you should consider the fact that it turned out LeBron had a bra- broken hand that's, for the last
0: three games. I, mean, I didn't know that when I treated it.
1: Also, <laughs> Jordan got swept before the finals a few times.
0: I don't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's
1: the thing. Jordan got swept before he got to the finals. Yeah, yeah. And, and just and so Le- LeBron anyway. LeBron carried a terrible team to the finals again and hopefully he gets some credit for carrying such a terrible team yeah. to the finals but but it was it was a bummer that that game won. Cleveland had it they had the win with about 30 seconds left and if Cleveland had won that they would have had the 1-0 lead lebron would not have broken his hand in the locker room being angry and if then it that's would have, what happened and then it would have been a much more interesting series yeah I think golden state still would have won but it would have been an interesting series
0: you know uh one of lebron's teammates kevin love we used to play for the timberwolves he once oh, yeah. had a broken hand out of nowhere and they claimed it was be from doing knuckle push-ups oh, really but that's what he told the media but then i think the true story was that he punched a teammate or punched something
1: well lebron admitted that he punched like a chalkboard so he admitted that he was an idiot if it was a chalkboard Oh, you think it was J.R. Smith? I
0: could have been. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Why not? It probably wasn't. <laughs> yeah, it probably wasn't.
1: J.R. Smith.
0: Um. Oh, here's the other thing I want. There was a second thing I wanted to bring up about past uh, conversations we've had about a, about a car. Are you still living without a car in New York? Yes, yeah, going. Just the bicycle. It's going well. It's going well.
1: I'm. I'm going. It's going so well that. I just dropped my non owner's car insurance. I, I, I For some reason, I was paying for non owner's car insurance. They duped me into that. I don't even know what that means. Geico was like, oh, you're getting rid of your car? Do you want non owner's car insurance? I'm like, do I need it? And of course, I'm talking to a Geico salesman. So they're like, yeah, you need it in case you ever drive somebody else's
0: somebody car. Somebody else's car.
1: And I'm like, okay, I guess I'll pay for that. I didn't need it. Um, what? And my bicycle was stolen. I live in New York, so I was expecting it to get stolen. Mm-hmm. But but it was finally the chain was snipped and it was stolen. So now I'm going to have to jog out of New York if there's an apocalypse. <laughs> yeah, I've been practicing my jogging. John. I've got a good three mile, but that's about as far as I can jog. John. I can do three miles. <laughs> well. Yeah, but no car uh going strong a lot of lifts a lot of lifts mm-hmm. and a lot of walking okay but i like it i like not having a car having a car in new york is brutal there's no place to park driving is terrible you get a parking ticket everywhere you park
0: yeah <laughs> yeah i suppose got the bike stolen well that's no good.
1: and i fly it all you know i fly all my gigs okay yeah
0: fair enough fair enough i want you to know that uh, I did you a favor this morning. Mm-hmm. I signed a petition. Oh, you did? Change.org. Thank you. For <laughs> you, Joe Zimmerman, to <laughs> become friends with Matt Damon.
1: It's my cause that I'm fighting for. <laughs> <laughs> we all have to have a cause, uh-huh. right? <laughs> Something we believe in. And I learned that. Um, that anybody can make a petition about anything they want. That that never occurred to me. And, me neither. And uh, I've always wanted to be friends with Matt Damon. I think we would hit it off. Um, so I took action. And last I checked, there were one hundred and sixty Now there must be 161, at least. Mm-hmm. 161 signatures, which means my petition titled Matt Damon should be my friend will now be searchable at WhiteHouse.gov after 150 signatures. And I think if I can get it to 100,000 signatures, that it means it has to be presented in front of Congress. <laughs> so that's my goal, is for some congressman to be like, well... There's a lot of supporters for Matt Damon to be Joe Zimmerman's friend. Yeah. So wh- what? I guess we need to put this into action as a possible, <laughs> as a possible, uh, what do they do? How do they do? Pass laws? I don't know what they do.
0: I don't know. Would that be broadcast like on C-SPAN or something? Cause I, 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 yeah, it would be on C-SPAN. <laughs> I want to watch that. Yeah. Oh, I've f-
1: got a long way to go, but, but it's searchable. Matt Damon should be my friend. Um, change.org. You just do a little signature. I would appreciate it.
0: Yeah. I uh, And then, well, you're talking about this on stage a bit. Mm-hmm. And I think you mentioned that once you sign one, then it was like, oh, hey, maybe you are interested in supporting these other ones. Yeah. That's how I learned
1: about it, because I signed a petition to save the sea lion from the West Edmonton oh, Mall.
0: Yes, yes, yes. And then it just went from there. Because
1: yes. somebody told me I needed to sign it. And, uh, and then it said, oh, if you like this petition... You might also be interested in saving Philip the dolphin yep. from the Japanese motor show, and yeah. you're like, oh, all right, I guess mm-hmm. I I've, I hadn't thought about it. Or and then you need now you might want to save uh, Snowflake the pot-belly pig from being removed from his Cambridge home. Yeah, and you're like, yeah, all right, I I don't have anything against Snowflake. I'll sign that. And then it gets they just get they just devolve into uh, demand Taco Bell give two hot sauce packets for every burrito because one's not enough and yeah, like, yeah. i yeah I,
0: I was suggested one um to support some guy who wants to work on getting xbox games so guys on xbox can play people on playstation after
1: you signed mine that was suggested. yes really <laughs> yeah
0: that's amazing yeah so I no, I didn't sign it. No, I was. I need I'm, more
1: information. I'm curious what mine is. What they've paired mine with?
0: Oh well, I took a pic. I should have done all of them. Um, nice. I took a picture of one of them. Um, let me see. I'm gonna pull it up on my phone right now. Are they
1: all silly or some of them serious?
0: Oh, some of them are. Yeah, this one is serious. <laughs> Uh, did you know every year on the summer solstice, solstice, thousands of dogs are rounded up to be eaten? Oh boy. Yeah. Dog meat festival. That's a thing? Yes.
1: and where? I'm afraid to ask. In China. Oh, that's horrible. Yeah.
0: So they want you, they want the dog meat place to be. How that ties into you being friends with Matt Damon. That's I, the direct link. I'm not sure. Wow.
1: I'm glad I'm paired with that one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but you believe in that one? We put an end to the dog eating festival?
1: I would sign that, yes. I would sign that. I okay. like dogs. Yeah. I do not support eating
0: them. Okay. I'm a big fan of dogs. Good, good, good. good. Me, me neither. Me neither. I, uh, I'm curious. Last night you mentioned, uh, you mentioned our freaking zoo and Sparky the Seal. Yeah. Well done. Thank with you. With the local references. Oh, yeah. I actually went today and looked up i'm like is he was that legit what he was
1: 20 million dollars for a new spark exhibit yeah yeah i missed that that's a lot of money for a sea lion
0: i missed that in the news last week (laughs) and you didn't
1: (laughs) (laughs) well i ask around what's the news in minneapolis and somebody my friend tom myers
0: uh i'm sorry news in saint paul como zoo is in saint paul so let's this circle let's circle back to that for a moment he
1: said well they're we just spent 20 million on a new sea lion exhibit. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's a lot. I, yeah. I feel like you guys overpaid for a sea lion exhibit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's going to be
1: many years of tickets.
0: Yeah. I, I And, and um, <laughs> again, free. There's no admission to that. Oh, so apparently that's just Minnesota taxpayer dollars. Uh, yeah. Or, or donations. I'm not sure where, but, uh, yeah. oh, maybe it's donations. Yeah. I, I'm hoping it was donations.
1: Yeah. Uh, that's cool you got sparky the seal i don't know i think it's kind of weird that you're on your fifth sparky
0: is that what you heard fifth i read that oh you did okay because Um, i would have guessed even more it seems like but i don't know also don't know their lifespan
1: we should just name these sea lions new names we don't need to throw back to Ghost sea lions.
0: Okay, so then when the when the school group shows up, and then they're like, oh, the teachers all week were like, "We're gonna go see Sparky," and then the guys like, "Hey, everybody, it's Jimbo." Like, where's Sparky? Oh, Sparky died.
1: Yeah, well, this is a good way to teach youth that uh, that uh, things pass.
0: <laughs> I guess.
1: Spark, uh, that uh, that way the youth is, uh, that, sp- currently the youth is like, how come? How come Sparky's darker this time? Sparky seems changed. He's got a different aura about him.
0: Yeah, that's true. Sparky lost weight. (laughs) They're dieting. Are they starving, Sparky?
1: Sparky seems sadder than he used to be. (laughs) Sparky seems younger than he used to be. Uh, uh, but, no, I guess you got a hiatus on Sparky till 2019.
0: Yeah. I used to that is That uh, is, I mean, that has been around for a long time. I used to go see Sparky when I was a kid. I've taken oh. my kids to see Sparky. Good performance. Oh, yeah. Good show. I've never seen uh, someone balance a ball on their nose better. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's great. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> um, have you ever noticed... That there are certain jokes – you know, I'm not a comedian, but I feel like sometimes – how do I say this? The back of the room here a lot of times is where, like, the comedians – like, when you were in the – you sat in the back last night when you were watching some of the other people work. A lot of times that's where uh, working or non-working comedians kind of hang out, watch the show. I've noticed um, some jokes that will hit super hard with the majority of the crowd – might not get a laugh out of like the the, the comedy nerds or the com- the comedians. Totally, right? So yeah. You know what I'm saying? Okay, and then other things will be so fucking funny to that exact crowd, and then the main audience is just like right over their heads, or they're just like. I- there's not really a reaction. Yeah. You had one last night where I was like, whoa, I laughed way too loud for that. <laughs> like,
1: I'm curious what those are because I really can't hear you in the back because you're in the back.
0: Interesting. Okay. And I actually thought, should I be bringing this up on the podcast? So, But here we are, Joe. Okay, great. And I'm not going to give the uh, – I don't want to ruin the joke because it's a really good one. But okay. it was the um, – it's the it's the one where you're asking about uh, – well, I'll give the answer. The answer is Matt Damon, Matt Damon, and Matt Damon. Oh, I, I Do can't. You, does believe... that joke normally? Because I seem like I laughed way harder than the. majority So you of the laughed audience. at the punchline.
1: Yes. Okay. Hard. I'm, I love that you. I'm shocked, and I love that you brought that up because that is a joke that I keep trying to bring back and resurface because that joke is really funny to me. It's hilarious, and it never hits with the audience. So I'm like, am I wrong about comedy? OK, but I'm happy. But for some reason it works for some reason it works for the back of the room. But for some reason, the front of the room doesn't go for it. I'm not sure why. OK, I'm not. I have not figured out why it's the it's my it's my biggest mystery right now. in comedy really is why does my Matt Damon punchline not hit as hard for the crowd? Because apparently it works for me and you. It, yeah, now, I find it funny and the other comics seem to think it's funny.
0: Okay, now this is the only thing I can think of. Is it because uh, I, because I know a little something about you, maybe a little more than people who just showed up to yeah. see their friends in the contest and I know that there's a that you joke about a Matt Damon thing and it just wasn't
1: Yeah, I think if you like know me as a person, you find it funny that I love Matt Damon. <laughs> but also I think maybe if you're a comedy nerd, you're more aware of where the where the trick in the joke is, I guess. That could be it. I'll just do. I'll just try to do the joke, and if you're listening, and if you have the answer of why it doesn't work with the audience, <laughs> I shouldn't say it never works. Um, you know, this is going to be a huge debate in the future. <laughs> Historians will be like, "How come Joe's Matt Damon joke never worked?" <laughs> It was was such a great joke. And then somebody else will be like, it can't have never worked. Otherwise, he wouldn't have kept doing it.
0: Never. I don't know, but never.
1: It's more like it hits really hard one in three times. And the other two times, not at all. Um, And it's the ultimate mystery. So if you know the answer to this mystery, please tell me. But honestly, um, yeah, you can write to Justin and maybe he can pass it along but it's something along the lines of i don't like some it's it's about how i don't like small talk i i swag segue from something else and i say like i like to ask deep questions like you know if you could change your name to anything what would it be if you could be best friends with anyone who would you pick and what is your favorite matt damon movie and if you want to get to know me my answers would be matt damon matt damon and great question there are so many options: goodwill hunting, born identity. I do think we bought a zoo was underrated. Thank you for <laughs> suggesting that. Um, and that never hits particularly hard, but I think it's funny. <laughs> I think I it's funny it. and I'm still and I keep bringing it back because I'm like, this has to be funny. There has to be a way to make this funny. And I think my theory is that you have to either know me personally to think it's funny or you have to understand the irony of of it maybe people are like yeah matt damon's great maybe there's no irony there Hmm. i don't know
0: yeah i don't know Um,
1: obviously it's it's silly there's a silliness to it but um but people seem to be like or maybe people just aren't following the the logic of it i don't know
0: yeah i don't know well, they're wrong,
1: but yeah, comedy nerds listening, if you have theories as to why, how it could hit harder with the front of the room, yeah, please write, Justin.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm very, I'm very curious because it curious. is
1: the it, historians will debate it. <laughs> They'll look back, and for all I know, it'll be you know my great masterpiece. It'll be my Mona Lisa. They'll be like, who, what, what, what did this mean to Joe? Who is Matt Damon to Joe? <laughs> is Matt Damon Joe's mother? <laughs>
0: Is Matt Damon Joe? Why
1: is Joe obsessed with Matt Damon millions of years from thousands of years from now? Like, what a great classic joke that never worked in his time. It'll be the Mona Lisa slash Van Gogh.
0: That's right. Yeah. Classic Zimmerman.
1: More likely. Nobody will ever discuss it ever. (laughs) But uh, but I'm going to go with the former. Yes.
0: Oh, Oh, I love it. I love it so much. Uh, last night they also had a uh, couple people were doing the Funniest Person contest. Uh-huh. Did you ever? John and Ryan. Yeah. Wow. Nice job. John S. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Won. He did. Congrats to John S. Congrats, John S. Good, good luck in the next round. Yeah. Uh, did you ever do anything like that? Starting
1: uh, out? Yes and no. Yes and no. No in that my first year of doing comedy, there was no opportunity I, I couldn't even find a contest to enter into. I started in Charlotte, North Carolina. I just doing a uh, open mic in a coffee shop and there was no, if there was a contest, I'd be like, sign me up. I want to see if I'm funny. Yeah. I have no idea. <laughs> but, uh, but there was just not a contest to be had. So I didn't sign up. Um, the closest I ever came was about after doing comedy for about a year and a half, there they used to do things called the carnival cruise competition oh which were much harsher much 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 harsher than whatever Acme's comedy contest is the carnival cruise was just three comedy bookers no audience you have 2 minutes to perform for them and they're like uh no that was that was terrible or they're like all right you're on to the next round no laughs and uh and then you go to this next round, the final round, and there's an audience, and there's about 10 comics in the finals, and the winner wins a uh, headlining performance on the Carnival Cruises.
0: Okay. I was wondering, what's the payoff? <laughs> so
1: the winner that... is usually like a traveling road comic who knows how to entertain people. Okay. Yeah. So I advanced to the second round, passed a little two-minute thing, and then just bombed so hard for my six-minute spot. Oh, to go to win a carnival cruise performance and uh i bombed so badly in my only competition that the judge who's a booker comedy booker said uh well i like your shirt oh no (laughs) no (laughs) yeah which is the worst thing you can uh which is obviously the worst thing that you could, that, which obviously means you've done the worst you can possibly do. Yeah. I don't even think I was had of a particularly good shirt. So,
0: Hey, nice beard.
1: I wish that I had had a nice, you know, opportunity to do a little comedy contest at a sweet, nice room like this where the audience is supportive yeah, right. and where the judges don't roast you from their, from their seats in front of everybody.
0: Nice shirt.
1: Yeah, this is a nice contest situation where you get to perform in front of a real crowd, and then nobody yells at you afterwards.
0: Right? Yeah,
1: you're not shamed afterwards. No,
0: and eventually, if you beat everybody else by the end of the summer, you get a thousand bucks.
1: Yeah, it seems like a it seems like a very nice way to do a, a yeah, contest
0: for sure. Let's. Um, you have started. I don't think you were doing your podcast when you were here last. Is it less, it's less than a year old? Correct.
1: Oh yeah, it's new. It's new. We just Let's did, talk about it. We were into our tenth episode. Um so we have ten episodes. It's called A Great Listening Experience. Uh it's a podcast where I seek infinite knowledge and power through <laughs> my podcast. And I'm on my way. I'm on my way okay. to getting infinite knowledge and power. Um the one we just recorded that's about to be released. Um we we talk about Oh, we talk about our masterpieces. Uh, we talk about the Waffle House effect. Uh, no, the Waffle House index. We talk about a hypothetical fight to the death. We just have a fun time. It's a comedy podcast. Who's we? Me and Tom Cowell, who's the smartest person I know. He has information about everything. Uh, he's a comedian as well. British. British. I've listened. He went to Oxford. And uh, we. it's a comedy podcast where we don't really talk about comedy so it's just comedians hopefully you're just laughing and learning and but mostly laughing and you don't you don't have to hear shop talk there's not like comedy shop talk it's just two comedians um discussing things that are going on in the world yeah in a humorous manner yeah yeah so it's good it's a great listening experience <laughs> i'm uh,
0: yeah but what's it called
1: it's a, it's called a great listening
0: experience hey! go yeah who's on first you
1: can get it on spotify or itunes free no ads. there's no ads yet so ad free free free
0: free free how do you how did tom your co-host how do you know him
1: uh he's a comedian he's a friend and comedian in new york city okay uh and i just we have good chemistry together so we uh started it and uh we're off to the races yeah off to the races yeah
0: you're digging it that's good yeah i listened to episode nine Oh, cool! That was where you uh, talked about. It was recorded right after the royal the royal wedding, which yeah. was interesting to or before or after. But you talked a lot about it, yeah. and it was interesting to hear you talk to someone with like you know someone British, someone with first-hand knowledge of yeah of you know of that point of view, it of was, an American's point of view.
1: Because it's confusing why, like, it's confusing why we care about the British family. They're not. They're not still ruling Britain.
0: No, I know. <laughs> I mean, my just... kids were you uh, know as a divorced dad you know kids every other weekend. That weekend was a uh, the weekend of the royal wedding. I had my kids and I I recorded you know in the middle of the morning or whatever, real super early morning. I recorded the wedding to see if anybody wanted to watch it later. My daughters, I put it on. Holy shit! Could they have been le- they could not have been less interested.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. What would be interesting about...
0: I don't know. Princess? It's a princess? My
1: issue is, yeah, I went to St. Andrews for a semester while Prince William was there, and people would say, oh, Prince William's on the quad right now. You want to go? And you're like, why? Why would I want to go? What are we going to do? Say hi to Prince William? Why would that be interesting? Right. There is He's done... I don't have anything against him. I just think... But he's literally done nothing. He was born... right. And then did nothing. So, what are you going to talk to him about? Like, oh, it's so cool that you're the prince. What's that like? Yeah. End of conversation. Uh-huh. Like, man, if I think a lift, if I think a lift drive is hard, can you imagine how hard Prince William and Prince Harry would have it?
0: Yeah, good point.
1: Oh, you're the prince. Oh, what's that like? They're just like, well, you're born and then you just live your life and everybody takes photos mm-hmm. and asks you about it forever
0: <laughs> i you know the thing that really i uh anything that from that the only thing that i've walked away from the royal wedding with knowledge is that um the older brother not william but what's or you uh, know i only know harry and william yeah william yeah harry's the one that just got married william yeah. is the older one yeah uh it's how bald he is
1: oh yeah <laughs> That's sad though. I just I mean he must be exactly my age and he looks super old. He and I'm does. like, "Oh no, that's that's my age." <laughs> <laughs> I just saw a thing a, a news piece about Facebook losing 3 million y- users in the next year of 25 years and under. Okay. But they're going to gain 3 million users 35 and over Uh i'm like these old people gravitating toward facebook and i'm like wait a minute that's my demo (laughs) am i that old that my demo is joining facebook that is so old
0: oh wait am i in the demographic of late adapters (laughs) shit
1: it makes no sense i was the first person that had facebook (laughs) how am i joining facebook now it's so stupid but i'm in that old Age group that's flocking to Facebook. Mm-hmm. Apparently,
0: you go yep. See what all the all the fuss is about. Oh, very <laughs> frustrating. How much are you? Uh, that actually can probably be one of the last things we talk about here. How are you using social media these days?
1: Uh, I think my favorite one to use is Instagram. I'm at Joe Zimmerman and I post fun photos and silly. Yeah, it's fun to post silly videos and silly photos, and I feel like that's where most of my friends are that I interact with, you know, the DMS and the the hearts. Um, Twitter. I also do Twitter. I, I, I'm at Joe Zimmerman. I do Twitter, uh, and I'm on Facebook, but I feel like Instagram is feels the most personal to me. Mm-hmm. You can do the little Instagram stories. Uh, I'll post one today of the mini golf I did. I posted one yesterday doing pull-ups at, oh, at, at Acme Comedy Club.
0: I kept, uh, it repeated so many times. I thought you did like 200.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can do 200. Oh, okay. But I just only did two last night, <laughs> you know? Yeah, so uh, Instagram I enjoy. I enjoy. I don't know what it is about it. The only frustrating thing about Instagram is it's only on your phone. So you have to really be hooked on your phone. Oh yeah, you know it's uh-huh. more of it's a phone app. It's very specific to phone, whereas Facebook and Twitter you can do from your computer. Uh,
0: hmm. I never realized that. Yeah, you're right.
1: Which is odd. You'd so you'd think Instagram would get the computer going at some point, but I learned recently, Instagram owned by Facebook. Facebook, yeah. So, for all those people that are like, I'm leaving Facebook because of privacy issues now I'm just using Instagram well that information is just straight to Facebook
0: nice try yeah Yeah. Uh nice try yeah I just remembered one more thing we need to talk about
1: oh and I want you to know if you ever check if you ever want to know more about yourself just check what targeted ads you're getting on Instagram it will tell you everything you need to know about yourself oh and what you're telling the world and it's probably not good through your footprint yeah through your internet footprint Uh uh-huh uh my most recent ad was to buy the book the magic art of tidying what (laughs) because i'm obsessed with self-help books and i was like i need to clean my apartment and then immediately that was the ad i'm like how did this happen
0: tidying (laughs) uh yeah yeah uh, i like when i'm searching for like a gift uh you know some sort of gift for one of my daughters and then that Something related mm. to that pops up like that. Yeah. I mean, this was a gift idea. I'm not really into uh, <laughs> preteen novels. Right. <laughs> All
1: right. So hit me, what's our final thing?
0: Your final thing is you recorded an album since we've talked, correct?
1: I did. I I recorded an album, a new album with Comedy Central Records. Okay. That will drop this summer, either late July or August. Uh called Innocence. Innocence. Yeah.
0: Okay. Recorded where?
1: Recorded at the Vermont Comedy Club in Burlington, Vermont. Okay. Yeah, which is a fun new comedy club. Burlington, nice hippie granola town. Sweet people. Uh, And, uh, yeah, Innocence, kind of named after a joke I do about how I get paranoid about being charged for a crime I didn't do oh yes and so I'll play a game in my head called can I prove where I was at yesterday and then I go through different times of the day and see if I can prove where I was love at love it love it. and uh, okay. so I decided to call the album Innocence because it sort of fits my personality mm-hmm as well as that joke.
0: No, oh, completely. Yeah. All right. So July, you said
1: late August. July or August. Okay. It'll, it'll come Comedy out. Central
0: Records. Yeah.
1: Innocence. iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, and my old albums on Pandora as well. Yeah. I hope you you can just make me a Pandora channel or just find it on Spotify. No, it's not. It's not that old. It's a album. It's uh, Smiling at Wolves. Yeah. It's a recent album. Hmm. Yeah.
0: Do you, uh. Yeah. And then <laughs> this was what we let's do it again. Remember what I was told you about that album on my phone.
1: Oh, we here, something popped up?
0: That every time I got my car plugged in my phone, it was the first track of your album is number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 so it would autoplay because it was called A- ADD. ADD.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah. So it so just went alphabetical?
0: Yes. So every time I would start my car plug and I have my phone plugged in, you know, to charge it or place something.
1: You're now up. the third person that's told me this. Yeah. So apparently that's an actual thing that happens to people. Yes. They're yes. getting my track first.
0: And now so i i I took your i still own it but i took it off smart yes smart now the first a track on my phone is still because it just happened on the way here and i realized holy shit now it's been over a year since i've switched that i need to switch to something else because i'm tired of hearing the beginning of against all odds by phil collins
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's amazing yeah (laughs) i love that it was me and then phil collins Uh uh-huh Wow!
0: So uh, uh,
1: it'll be I, interesting to see what takes up what takes Phil Collins' place. I
0: promise you, Joe. You come back again next year, it will have changed, and we, I will bring this up again. I'm excited to find out. <laughs> All right, there's the cliffhanger. Everybody, stay tuned.
1: What is another song with an A in it? Yeah, yeah. It's going to be ABBA's self-titled song, ABBA.
0: (laughs) Nope, because I don't like that, if that's even a thing. Joe, thank you for the laughs. Thank you for hanging out with me for an hour here.
1: I like that you've admitted that you enjoy... The stylings of my comedy and the music of Phil Collins. (laughs) Damn right. Hell yeah. Uh Uh-huh. We go, it's a perfect pairing. Yeah. It's like red wine and salmon.
0: I'll argue for hours on why I'm right about that.
1: Red wine and steak, sorry.
0: Red wine and steak.
1: (laughs) Thank you for having me. Thank you, Joe. Come out to some shows this week.
0: Please, everybody, come out here. Boom, we did it.